greatness where no one dares speak the truth. The last of the great truth tellers emerges from the shadows to reveal the stark realities of life. Hidden in a nondescript warehouse, the last English-speaking Americans remaining in Manassas, Virginia. Phil Worthington and Ken Kaplan tell it like it is. You are approaching the crossroads of honesty and idiocy. Welcome to You Heard It Here. Here on NTNRadio.com. Got that out of the way right from the beginning. You did a good job <laughs> of that this week because we usually just screw that up. We do. Well, we usually have to try and fit it in some other place. But uh, and those people at NTN are bitter. They're bitter. They're, They're bitter salty. People. One of them actually threw something at me yesterday <laughs> yeah. and then made me scrub a turkey fryer. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Wow, that's not fun. Did you at least have a turkey cooking in the fryer before well, that? I uh, I cooked the turkey on Saturday. Oh, okay. I fried a turkey. Uh-huh. Uh, we had a 24-hour Lama party at my friend's house. Oh, cool. Uh, because a friend of ours is racing, you know, Tommy Milner is a guy I know. Right. Yeah. He's from. He's actually from near where I live mm-hmm. now. Uh, and his dad stops in my buddy's shop, my, my friend Brian's shop right. all the time. And I've known Tommy now for about seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. Ken, I know you've met him mm-hmm. a few times. Oh, yeah. Tommy's a good guy. We tweet back and forth and everything. So he actually got his first Rolex 24-hour win this year. I didn't realize that was his first because didn't didn't they do really well last year? Um, yeah, but it was like with like 20 minutes ago they blew an axle or okay. something. But it's two okay. years ago. I don't remember last year because last year I was I didn't watch the race mm. uh, because I was up in New York had other priority right, issues. Right. Right. Um, so he's won 24-hour Le Mans twice. Okay. He's won the American Le Mans championships a bunch of times, but this was his first Rolex 24 win. Well, congratulations, uh, Tommy. Yeah, and it was actually ended up being the closest win in uh, Rolex did it, history. Did it rain at all? No, it rained during practice. Okay. Uh, did well, you if they see... get 24 hours in, it doesn't rain. There, that's a, that's a success. Yeah, practice and qualifying were an S show, they said. It was just yeah. raining all over the place. So much that Delta Wing didn't even go out and qualify. They just said, screw it, we'll start from the pack and pass everybody. <laughs> right. And they did. Is that right? Within like 20 minutes, they were leading the race. It's cool to watch that car run. Catherine Legg drove the wheels off that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she got out after like two and a half hours, and this guy got in. I don't, I don't even remember his name. And he was squirrely in the pits trying to get going. Gets out there, and I said to Brian, I said, no way this guy lasts. You know, that car, she won't get another trip. This guy's going to wreck it. Right. And he was running around in uh, a prototype car, spun and stalled out in the middle of the track. And the guy on the Delta Wing came, like, he was like, there had to be 20 cars in front of him that went around the guy, and he just ran right into the back. <laughs> and he goes, why didn't anybody tell me? And the spotter, they had the spotter thing. He goes, I've been telling you the last 10 seconds as you came down the back stretch, car in the middle of turn one, oh, wow. go wide. Wow. And they were yelling back and forth, and the, even the crew chief came on and said, I heard him say that. Wow. Uh, so I don't know what that guy was listening to, but that's how you don't get invited back. Yeah. That's uh, true. So they wrecked and ended up not winning, which was good because then the overall went to um, Mazda, who got their first overall win there. Oh wow! So that was pretty big for them. So mm-hmm. uh, it was a, it was just a really a good, it was the last thirty minutes of the race where the two the two Corvettes and and we talk um, about motorcycle racing and Ken. I know you watch some Formula One and you always hear mm-hmm. about team orders, right? So the two Corvettes were, with about 30 minutes to go, took over the one and two spots and had maybe two seconds between them. I don't even know if it was that much. Mm -hmm. And you kept here, you know, and the guy running for driving in Milner's car was was one of his teammates, Ollie Gavin. And with like an hour left, they said they were going to do one more swap and finish it out. So I thought it was going to go back to Tommy because it would have been his turn to swap back in. And they pulled into the pits, 
And the crew chief goes, no swap. We don't have time because they needed a fuel up, you know, like a half hour. They needed a fuel up. Right. And the other team didn't fuel up, you know, didn't switch drivers. So so Gavin had to run the – he ran like the last hour and a half or two hours. Right. Which had to be exhausting. But with a half hour to go, they they built up like a three or four second lead on the Porsches. Mm-hmm. And Corvette Racing came out and said, as long as you guys don't race each other, you should – wreck each other you should race so they fought right to the end it was Mm -hmm. tough it it was a great race if if you don't watch that kind of racing that would have been a great race to Mm -hmm. watch the Um, problem i have with any of those endurance races is that i just get tired after a while of watching it i mean a lot of a lot of times when you're watching those endurance racing nothing really changes for long periods of time yeah i i watch that's why we did like the turkey and stuff on mm. Saturday. You're in and you're out. It was more like a party thing, right? Right. So, and we'd flip around to a bunch of different other things. Ended up watching Supercross. Okay. Yeah, you know stuff like that. Right. And then Sunday morning, it was kind of on in the background mm. with everything else I was doing. And then I turned it to, uh, then uh, I turned it on at uh, about one o'clock. And caught the last hour and a half. Okay. And was worth every, right? you know, that I actually, because right. now I'm into it, because now everything's battling. Right, right. So, okay. That's, well, cool. That's, I just, that, so that was why I had to clean. I know the, the people you're with. I have a feeling the turkey did not make 24 hours. You know, I, I actually did have a little bit of doggy bag. We had, we cooked like a hundred chicken wings. There was only like seven of us. Okay. We did like a hundred chicken <laughs> that's wings. That's probably about the right amount. A 15 pound bird. Uh, a 10-pound bag of fries and a 10-pound bag of onion rings. Wow. Plus, there was other food. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. Th- okay. There was no small people there. <laughs> Certainly nobody when they left. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Well, anyway, so we had the uh, we had the uh, uh, Iowa caucus. Yes, I watched that. I watched the coverage of that, I, too. I watched the coverage of it, too. Did you know that the final decision in the Democratic caucus came down to a coin flip? Six of them. Six coin flips. <laughs> you know. <laughs> how the hell do you How do you, hell do you choose your nominee with a coin flip? I have so much to say about the whole thing yesterday. Right. It, it was such a... Oh. Wow. I, I, yeah, like, let's just flip a coin. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton probably is contemplating suicide. She probably called a suicide prevention hotline last night because here she is like, oh, my God, I almost lost to Bernie Sanders. Oh, yeah. She's going to lose I, New Hampshire I, to I, Bernie Sanders. I tied Bernie Sanders. She tied him. She tied him. Yeah. That's See, a loss. There's only a difference of one delegate between the two of them. That's a loss. <laughs> For her, it's a loss considering that she was – Way uh, overfunded compared to Bernie. Okay, she had the she had the Obama political machine. Ago, she had like Iowa. a seventy percent lead on him. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so uh, that just shows how far she's fallen. You know, and, and the fact that it looks like that Bernie may have actually won the popular vote. Yeah. So. So I went back and I watched that town hall that we talked about last mm-hmm. week. Yeah. Wow. There, yeah. It's it's painful, isn't it? It was like. Could you throw a soft like oh, yeah. oh how 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 can I make you sound good? And then people just don't understand what they're hearing. I don't know how uh, anybody at CNN uh, has any has any rest. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like we're so obviously biased. And the thing about it is, and I, I the, actually was watching the town hall that made me actually have a little bit more respect for Bernie. Because yeah. Bernie is obviously not at all rehearsed. And oh. and Hillary talks like this, and we're going to do this. And she's shouting and trying to make her point. If you notice when she does yes. that, she raises her voice. She tries to act like she's like this political maven, right? She's out there and yelling and, and acting like the, 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 you know, the well-groomed politician. And Bernie just sort of talks in plain t- people speak. And she looks ridiculous compared she, to him. Uh, after watching that, I'd vote for O'Malley before I'd vote for her. <laughs> well, he's gone now. <laughs> He's gone. He might be making a comeback. When he comes back, you heard it here. Yeah, you heard it because, here. Because, like you said, Biden won't be able to get on a bunch of the ballots, mm-hmm. but O'Malley's already on them. Ma- O'Malley's on them, but O'Malley, is, let, let's be honest, 
O'Malley was in this race to become ambassador to Sweden or to get a, <laughs> he to, to get a cabinet president. post. Because they can't run Bernie. I still, uh, maybe I still, my understanding is that the, the way the Democrats have their, um, their convention set up, regardless of getting on the ballots, they can still nominate Biden. Yeah. And then and then they can work with the party in each state to try and get him on the ballot. They'll tr- they'll pull something off. I'm telling you, you heard it here. Biden's going to be the nomination. Yeah, you know, let's take a break because I want to come back and spend a lot of time talking about Iowa, or okay. as much as we feel tolerable. <laughs> yeah, talking about Iowa and all the just stuff that came out of that. Right. And my my interesting take because. I'm an idiot. Okay. <laughs> uh, on on that, so we'll, we'll we'll take our break. I want to have plenty of time to talk about that, and then we'll get to maybe some other stuff later on. I don't know. We'll see. Th- this is going to be a lot. All right. talked about the democrats before we went to a break i don't know there's much more to say about them well i do okay there's a little bit more to say about okay for example what is the probability of winning six going six and oh and six coin courses uh i would say well statistically i would say the odds are astronomical yeah, that's kind of my felt, felt uh, feeling. You wouldn't think that like any of Hillary's people had a, a double-headed coin, would you? <laughs> no. no. Or that it was called after an Atlant, or the guy kind of rolled it in the finger. Uh, it's obvious they wanted Hillary to win. That was pretty obvious. Yeah, and they were trying so hard. It, it was funny because I did switch over to the Communist News Network mm-hmm. and MSLSD mm-hmm. um, just to see their coverage for a little bit. And uh, they were doing stuff like, well, it's it's so great that they had, you know, 50-50 split and that there's the, the Democrats are so concerned about the issues that they take this serious. So here was my take, because I'm a little screwed up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I listen to O'Malley, Clinton, and definitely Bernie, burn, baby, burn, right. whatever it is, feel the burn. Feel the burn. Whatever. Uh, normally when you feel the burn, it's not good. <laughs> um, how come Bernie and Hillary didn't give some of their people to O'Malley and everybody end up 33%? I mean, that's what they're telling us we should do. <laughs> that's right. That would, that, would have... <laughs> that would be the fair thing. <laughs> right. Right now. They right. sit there and they tell us, we got to share the wealth. We got to share this. You got to share the delegates. Yeah. But the question is, and we don't know yet because they haven't let us know, is, how much, the way that the Republicans do the caucuses and the way the Democrats do the caucuses is very different. Yes. And, you know, if you if you only get one delegate and one person to vote for you in the Republican uh, caucus, it, that person's vote's valid. It's considered yeah. valid. It may not represent a, a delegate, so you may not get a delegate out of it. But in the Democrats, you have to have at least 15% for any of your delegates to count. Yes. And if they, and if they, they consider, they call you, if you're less than 50%, you you're not viable. Yes. You're not viable, so you have to be put to death. Okay. (laughs) So Chris Cuomo, I believe it was, the moron who did the town hall, Mm -hmm. said to O'Malley something along the lines of, you're actually the most important person because when your votes don't count, you get to tell your people who they should support. (laughs) How did O'Malley not punch him in his face? (laughs) I would have been, I would have looked at him and I would have called him exactly what he was. With a few choice words. Yeah, right. I'm running for president. Yes, I, I don't have a bad chance of winning. Yep. But don't sit there and tell me when you lose, you know, well, you're, you're not, not even going to get 15%. He should, O'Malley should stay in the race and hashtag share, share the wealth. I need delegates. Yeah, he right. would win because that's how screwed up those people are. Well, the question is, where did his delegates end up going? They have to go somewhere. That's the way the Democrats have said it. He should up. give them to uh, oh, he Romney. Doesn't, he doesn't get to give them. 
they get to decide yeah, at I the know. caucus. It, so they, they get told, these people, the three people at a caucus that picked uh, O'Malley, get told, you're not viable. <laughs> okay? You suck. Yeah, right. You're not viable. <laughs> Go pick one of the other two camps to the join. The Democrats, every vote should matter, unless you vote for O'Malley. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, well, just, and not only that, the, the ones that they can't identify, those were decided by a, a, a coin flip, so much for your votes counting. Right. As a coin your flip. Your vote counts as much as, and then Hillary goes 6-0. and out. And then she goes 6-0. and out. First off, if I'm the Carolina Panthers or the Denver Broncos, I'm calling her people to go do the coin flip. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, I, I'm not even sending anybody from my team. You're going. Right. Uh, yeah, that was a little crooked. One thing, and it's kind of it kind of bridges the gap between the Democrat caucus and the Republican caucus. So I'll, I'll do this as a bridge. Mm-hmm. I was watching Twitter last night, Iowa caucus and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, Iowa results, and I was just right. scrolling through Twitter, and I can't believe, like, when you read the Republican stuff, even like guys supporters of Jeb Bush who got crushed. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, all right, well, there's always New Hampshire, and they were all this stuff. When you read the Democrats, the the people who were you could tell were Democrats by their tweets, it was just bitterness. Yeah. How can you vote for that old lady? And then it was like, Republicans are idiots. They went with Cruz. Republicans are idiots. Donald Trump. Yeah, and, you mm-hmm. know, and it, it was so bitter. It oh, was yeah. like, oh, they are bitter. They don't have a good choice this year. They don't. Yeah, but they're just bitter in general. They're just nasty. Well, it's yeah, all that they're unhappy smug. people. Well, it's all it's all that somehow it's the whole victim thing they like to play. Yeah, they feel like no matter what they're getting cheated. Yeah, it's and and like and like it's this big conspiracy, and it's like oh, it, I saw one tweet. It said the racist Republicans vote for Cruz. <laughs> yeah, the, the Hispanic. Right, because they're racist. Whatever, because they didn't vote for Carson. Right. <laughs> Right. More importantly, it looked like it looked like you had three multimillionaire old rich white people running for office on your side. Right. How's that not racist? Yeah, right. Where's the color there? Right. Where's their where's the ethnic group? Right. Right? Where's anything there? You got you got Bernie tr- Sanders, you got, you a got, 90-year-old white guy. It, well, right, you from Brooklyn. From Brooklyn. Then you got uh, Hillary, a late transplant to, what's the name of the town she lived in in New York that she ran from as a New York senator? Oh. I'm trying to think of the name. Whatever. I don't remember where she said she couldn't uh, she was from. <laughs> well, they bought what's a house. Just, uh, they bought a house somewhere. Yeah. So she could actually, you know, be living. Yeah, with, I don't remember the state. where she said And then she you was. got uh, O'Malley from Baltimore, Clearly, well, all right, that's clearly one. Of, yeah, I was going to say <laughs> he's cl- Irish and from Baltimore. Cl- clearly, yeah, okay. one of the most racially stable towns around, right? Yeah, Baltimore, I, I, well, right? They t- yeah, it's it was just hard, but they were so bitter. Yeah, it's like how can you go through life being that angry? I think the Democrat, even on Facebook, I, I think this year the Democrats in general are very very unhappy because they don't have a good choice. They got somebody who is very very likely to have to have the FBI refer to the Justice Department. Uh, for possible indictment, Hillary Clinton. It's almost impossible to imagine she won't be, well, based on the latest information that's come come out this past week. Well, what I what I heard on on a radio show on the way in today mm-hmm. was that some one of their callers called in, and I wish I had this guy's number because I'd have him come sit in on the show. Yeah, because I think he said he was from Manassas and he spoke English. Which <laughs> that I, that ruins our opening. Don't yeah, say I that. know. I, and I was like, yeah, he deny, probably deny. He probably was not from Manassas. He probably was working here. Okay, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Um, but he said something along the lines of, "Do you think the FBI is going to use this as a water test? Like, hey, she can't beat oh, she can't beat Bernie. She's going to lose to him in New Hampshire. We might as well take her out <laughs> well. because." There won't be any political ramifications because... I don't think there'll be political ramifications anyway. The question is whether or not Obama wants her out and Biden in. That's what it's going to come down to. If he wants Biden in, he's going to, you know, he's going to give the uh, bring it on sign to the Justice Department to go ahead and take the referral. But it doesn't really matter whether the Justice Department decides to go forward with an indictment or not. Because once the FBI refers it to the Justice Department, she's done. Yeah. Doesn't matter what happens after that. She's done. 
Yeah, but I don't know if that matters to Democrats because they just seem to be like, oh, well, that's just Hillary being it, it, Hillary. I tell you what, it will matter to independents, and that will make it the difference. Big time. I, I, she yeah, can't yeah. win with just Democrats, just like the Republicans can't win with just Republicans. And now let's talk about the Republicans part. Mm-hmm. Ken, I, I, I did not know you were the political voice. I'm last right. we, I, last I, week, I'm Ken smart. came out against Cruz and said, I'd probably be back in Rubio. Right. Rubio surges late in Iowa, pulls off a surprise. Big, biggest move, biggest move that they, uh, way more than they expected. He, he, he overperformed by 11 points, I believe. By that much. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, uh, well, the polls are off. Well, the polls are off, but he's still, yeah, but he's still, I'm just going based on the polls. Uh, Cruz overperformed by two. He overperformed by like <laughs> 11. And, and, um, uh, Trump, uh, underperformed by four, I believe. So, uh, Rubio was the, the big winner out of all that. I, I, I think. think so. Yeah. I don't think there's any question about it. Um, he uh, cer- certainly he got credibility, um, but but here's the big news we haven't mentioned yet that I got to mention out of this, and that okay. is Rand Paul beat Jeb Bush. Time to go, Jeb. Yeah, I, I I can't imagine. Although one of the talk shows I was watching, I think it was Fox News this morning, was saying that. Um, the governors are doing better than the senators are in New Hampshire, you know, uh, I, once you get past Rubio. Right, but that's going to change now. Yeah, that's going to change. Uh, and the change. other thing is, is I was watching Jeb Bush's talking. And you know what Jeb Bush reminded me of? And I think I think he'll never get he'll never get a presidential nomination because he looked like oh, who's the Chevy Chase. He like. He he just he had that like Chevy Chase vacation like Chevy hmm. Chase Saturday Night Live kind of look and feel when he talks. He he does. He's probably a genuinely a nice guy. I, I think he's a nice guy, but I think the problem is is that he's a, he's and maybe this works in Florida, and I don't quite understand that. I think in Florida he might have might, there must have been something going on that we don't know about because I look at him right now and I think he's just a horrible candidate. Yeah. He's terrible. Well, he's a terrible speaker. Yeah, he's not. Exactly. He's not a good speaker. Everybody used to pick on his brother about his speaking. He's not a good speaker, and he chose his targets poorly, if you notice that. Yeah. He's been hammering for the last month Rubio. Hammering him nonstop. Which means he doesn't think he can win Florida. Well, I think he can't. Well, right now he can't. Right now he's way behind in Florida. But he was hammering Rubio because he was afraid he was going to finish below Rubio, which he w- was way behind Rubio. Not, not even twenty, what twenty four to three. Yeah, right. Um, he he was hammering Rubio because he felt like bringing Rubio down would somehow elevate him. And the problem was is that it actually worked in reverse. I think all his ads, Rubio got the Rubio got the bulk of the negative ads this past month. Both Cruz and Bush were relentless in attacking Rubio this month. And Rubio, I think Trump did Rubio the biggest favor he could have done by not showing up the last debate. Yeah. I think most of what he's picked up was in the last debate because without Donald Trump dominating the uh, debate, debate, Rubio got to talk a lot, and he seemed like the most rational person on the stage. Yeah, so, we'll, see, we'll see about that. Uh, we but should... but what's, what's going to happen? Here's the thing. Don't give people, you know what the thing is? It's, been it's 20, Iowa. It's Iowa, and they haven't picked a right Democratic nominee in twenty years. So they're they're oh, it, they, I, and they haven't picked the the Republican right in a long time. Well, sometimes right? Republican. What did I say? Uh, Democrat? Yeah, you. Said no, that. no, they get the Democrats because they got Obama. It's the Republicans they haven't picked right in twenty years. Yeah. So uh, you can't don't read too much into the Iowa results. The one here's the Iowa is really good at predicting who's going to leave the race, not who's going to win the yeah, race. Yeah. Well. uh... What's his name left? O'Malley left, but O'Malley's uh, gone. Huckabee. Huckabee's gone. I'm. I have a feeling that Santorum's pro- got to go. I have a feeling Santorum, and I have a feeling that Carly Fiorina is going to be gone soon. Yeah. Um. The question is whether or not if Christie doesn't do well enough in New Hampshire, he's done. And I think he you knows know, that. I thought Christie would have done better. I would have thought he would have done a lot better than he's done. Yeah, but apparently nobody just. He's from Jersey. He's from Jersey. He's do, he'll he'll do okay in the East, in the Northeast. He won't do well in the South, and that's what's going to kill him. And yeah. I think he knows that. And the problem is, is that he's got 
nothing after New Hampshire right now. So if he doesn't play, if I yeah. don't, if he doesn't get in the top three in New Hampshire, Christie's done. Yeah, and I think, I think uh, Rand Paul, I think will hang on, but I, I don't know if that's a smart idea. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I think I, I think Jeb will hang on and and not get out because he's so overfunded. Well, you know, he spent he fifty spent, million dollars in in yeah, Iowa. He and spent came three. he spent twenty seven hundred dollars a vote. He ain't that well funded. Uh, sooner, well, or la- sooner or later, somebody's gonna come to him and say, "Hey, I think you're gonna see a lot of big sponsor guys pushing Jeb to get out so they can get behind Rubio to take out." Well, you know, I big think donors I, I think the problem is to gonna, get rid of Cruz. I think after New Hampshire, <laughs> uh, Bush will not be able to get any more money coming in. That's yeah. what's going to kill him. That that faucet's going to get turned off. Rubio's going to probably now start attracting a lot more uh, of the donors out there. But you know who who does all this? Who who do ultimately who does this all this really really uh, help going forward? I don't think we know until after New Hampshire. I, I, that's I think it's helping at. Rubio. I think. Well, I, I, I think a lot of the as Rubio, Rubio got out, Rubio got validity out of this a, a month ago. I would have said as people dropped out, it was going to help Cruz. Right. Right now, I think it's helping Rubio. It appears to be right now. So it's still early. It's yeah. still early. So speaking of early, mm-hmm. we should take this break a little late. Okay. <laughs> uh, and we'll be back. Um, are we going to talk more about this? Or we want to move uh, on. You know, I think we probably at this point should move right. on. We'll have a lot more to talk about. Be- uh, well, actually, next week when we do the show, it'll be going on. The yeah, actual New Hampshire. New Hampshire primary. So we won't have results yet. So it'll be a couple weeks where we can talk about that. But, uh, yeah, I think that's probably covers it for Iowa, I would say. Yeah, wouldn't I you? would say so. So uh, let's talk about something else. I'm going to talk about the craziness of Waffle House. It's always a good Waffle House story if you, if you dig if, a little bit. If you dig, you will find one. I want to talk a little bit about Thursday Night Football. Maybe we'll mix it up and talk. Okay. If each of us do something. Okay, sure. Welcome back to You Heard It Here on NTNRadio.com. Um, I got a actually relatively quick story. I'll do yeah, that, and ahead. then we can get into yours. I don't know what it is, but we Phil and me have been involved in another show for, I guess, about seven years now, and there's there's two things we can always count on. Somebody does something weird at Waffle House. It's even better if it's in Florida, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Florida. Florida is a gold mine for weird news stories. Yeah, I don't even have a story, a Florida story later on tonight. Uh, I'll get into, but this one here actually takes place in Georgia, uh, in Marietta, Georgia, which is a uh, little little distance north of Atlanta, uh, where a 37 year old woman got arrested after police say she stripped off all her clothes and went on a rampage at Waffle House. I need to move to Marietta, Georgia, because the entertainment I've there. I've been is to Marietta, Georgia. It's priceless. I've been Was there. Was it a blonde? <laughs> she might have been. Uh, like five foot tall. Uh, it's, uh, uh, investigators say Jennifer Mary Nicholson. Nope, that's not her name. <laughs> <laughs> who's uh, 37 years old, uh, took off all her clothes, punched a woman in the face, breaking the woman's nose, and, <laughs> and then threw plates and other dishes out a window, and then started throwing them at patrons. Uh, wow <laughs> what do you what do you say to that i've never been so mad at somebody that i felt the need to take off all my clothes uh, yeah exactly i have punched people in the face right i've thrown plates at people well she wasn't even in an argument with this person this person was a complete stranger to her um as i mentioned the incident took place at the waffle house uh, restaurant about it's about 27 miles north of atlanta uh the woman who was assaulted told the uh Police that uh, Nicholson grabbed her and then punched her. Um, quote, she came across and hit me in the nose, grabbed me in the chest, and made a second attempt to grab me in the arm. She broke my nose, broke my glasses, and my phone went flying out of my hand. Uh, police say they restrained Nicholson with a stun gun. They had to stun this woman. <laughs> wow. I uh, love this. Yeah, she is facing several charges, including assault and public indecency. 
Uh, she's also accused of scratching one of the arresting officers, which I guess would be assault against a law enforcement officer, right? I, I think so. And uh, she's currently be, being held without bail in uh, Cobb County Jail. I've been to Marietta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, just before I met you, mm-hmm. when I first moved down here that first fall, a friend of mine got married in Marietta, Georgia on Thanksgiving weekend. At a, so at I, a, at a Waffle House? No. <laughs> but there was a Waffle House. A friend of mine from college uh, lived close by, and I stayed with her, and there was a Waffle House at the end of her neighborhood. That's why I was wondering. Mm, right. Uh, wow. Yeah. I, I, and nothing, you know, you know that, nobody, that cracks nobody, me up because why should why she take all her clothes off? <laughs> that cracks me up. Remember, we've we've had that before. Like, oh, yeah. bike, you know, people are just like, I'm so mad, I'm gonna peel off all my clothes. I could see if it's summertime and you go to get into a fight, you rip off your t shirt. I wouldn't, <laughs> like, I but wouldn't. It, like if you were in shape, because right. you, if you're gonna fight somebody like me, I fight dirty, I'll grab your shirt, pull it over like a hockey fight, uh huh, right? You, sure. you know, hook it on your chin and, and lay, lay the lumber on you, right. I could see not wanting something that would be grabbed, but completely nude. I wouldn't want to be completely nude <laughs> unless I thought, like, hey, I'm going to make this guy laugh so hard I can punch him in the face. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You, I, I would only do that if I was thinking I, I'm uh, unhappy with Waffle House. I want to ruin everybody's appetite. <laughs> yeah, right. 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 Like, okay, I can see that or... I don't get it. I've never Nobody. been so mad in my life that I thought the proper answer was to peel off all my clothes. I, I've, I, I can't think. I don't know whether it's what it would be. It's got to be some sort of mental disturbance or something because I don't even I think just, they do that at nudist camp. I just don't see what. <laughs> like probably at a nudist camp when you're mad, you put clothes on. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to put my hat on and whoop your ass. I don't know. And why was she throwing plates at the patrons? Well, obviously, some of them were saying, hey, sit down, you whore, or something <laughs> like knows? that. I don't know. Who knows? But wow. and she attacked this woman that she didn't even know. So, um, wow. I mean, that's just that's just plain entertaining. That's kind of entertainment you don't get at home, you know? No. You know? Unless, of course, you live in Georgia <laughs> or Florida. I mean, right. people in Florida, <clears throat> totally off topic, but a story I had pulled for last week uh, that I didn't use because we just got going on other things. It's kind of along that same line where some lady died in a car accident. Or was it a guy? I don't remember now. Because they were too busy watching porn on their cell phone while they were driving. Oh, there you go. You know, it's like, where do you get these people? Hey. <laughs> uh, I, I, well, I have a story that I'm not going to do today. I'm actually probably going to save it for next week. But since you mentioned watching of porn... One of the things people may want to keep, you, you know where the top, the number one state in the entire United States for porn is? See if you can guess. Oh, I am going to say it's got to be a very tech-friendly state with a bunch of lonely people. I'm going to say California. Mm, okay. Uh, actually, it's not a very tech-friendly state. Really? Yes. Okay. So all these people that are still on dial-up go straight to porn. God bless the USA. God bless America. Actually, what's one of the most pious states you can imagine? Pious states I can imagine. Mm-hmm. New Hampshire? No, no. Iowa's much more pious than I, New Hampshire. Iowa, okay. But no, it's not Iowa either. It's actually, uh, think of the state that where, where all the Mormons come from. Utah? Utah. Utah? Utah is the number one state for pornography. They're the number one consumers of pornography in the United States. Well, you know, it's probably like how-to things because you have a couple (laughs) wives there. So, you know what I mean? It's like how-to research. There you go. Like, if I had two wives and I only slept with one a night, that would be a problem. But if, like, all seven of them joined me in bed, hey. (laughs) So they might be watching to try and figure out how to make that happen. Because that just well, sounds I'm, like the proper. I'm going to have a story about that uh, probably next week. So I, people, I'm going to enjoy that story. To tune in. Uh, I will. Next I will call that. all the Mormons I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. You do that. Uh, before we go to our next break, or is it time to go to our next? No, break? not yet. And no, it's not. We got a little bit of time mm-hmm. before we go to our next break. I want to talk a little bit about Thursday night football. The NFL is by far king of the castle when it comes to sports in the U.S. No, yeah, I don't think there's any question there, about there's, that. There's not a question about it. 
a lot of stuff they do at times is very trend-setting. Monday night football, then they had the sun, you know, Sunday night football. Mm-hmm. But it's always been like a weekend sport. Saturday preseason yeah. to Saturdays, Monday. Technically, Monday's not as but, but yeah, but okay. But before that, it, you know, but they they started with the Monday night football and they well, kind of stretched the football week. Mm-hmm. And then Thanksgiving, you had the right the game, the two games on on <laughs> Thanksgiving, right, right. Now Thursday night football has become this thing where they got ten games a year, I believe. For Thursday night football, maybe more now. Yeah, I, don't they have on Thursday night football? Don't they have regional games? So you actually might not. Not everybody sees the same game on Thursday night. Yeah, so they're starting to have a bunch of games. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just did, announced a big contract with CBS and NBC to go through 2016, 2017 to broadcast the Thursday night football games, and of course they will all be uh, simulcasted on the NFL Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also are going to have late season games that are only on the NFL Network, and a couple sad day ga- and a couple additional sad day games. Mm-hmm. It's like the NFL is trying to take over the whole week. Oh yeah, which I, I kind of think is a mistake. But I also think that forcing me because the only place you can get the NFL Network is on Dish, right? I don't think you no, can get it on Directv. No, I, I, no, I I have the NFL Network. Oh, you do? I don't have that. I don't have the the package. Well, that, that the pa- but I have okay, the NFL right. Network. Um, I just th- I think they're making a mistake. I think they're trying to grow. I think they're trying to grow too fast. I feel like, I, and I don't want to say grow too fast because they're the hugest sport going mm-hmm. in this country. It's it's more like they're trying to dominate too much of the fall. Well, I mean, they do have a limited amount of time to make all their money, right? They do, and they're making tons of it. Oh, yeah. And I think where that's going to start hurting is it's like, okay, say you pull the Jacksonville Jaguars to play on a Thursday night. Who the hell's taking off Thursday and Friday from work to go to the game? Monday night games, you're a former season ticket mm-hmm. holder. Right. You know Monday night games, Tuesday's hard to go to work the next day. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's when you when you go to a, a game, for the most part, it's an entire day experience. Right. And, 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 and if a, it's a late game, and if it's, a, it's the, it's well, the day after. Well, a Monday night game, you're not, you're not getting home until after midnight. So. Right. Even even a Sunday night game, you're right. not getting home till after midnight. Right. You know, I, I went to a, a bunch of Sunday night games, some Monday night games, mm-hmm. two uh yeah, it screws, up, it screws up the next day. The next day's done. Right. Because even if the game gets over at midnight, mm-hmm. you're two hours out of the parking yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. Three hours out of the parking lot. Yeah, now an hour drive right, home. Right. You know, it's I just I just but feel like. The, but, but they're not having a problem selling those tickets, Phil. Even Monday night tickets, are, are they still sell out. Yeah, but NASCAR never had a problem selling tickets until they had too much going on. I think mm-hmm. I think football is getting close to that. Oh my God! It's being burnt sport. It's too much. It's I I don't know. I I think uh, here here's the thing. I I think the NFL was trying to people did not want didn't like waiting six days between football from Monday night to Sunday, right? And then we started seeing Saturday games, right? We started seeing some Saturday games, but I don't think the Saturday games really solved the problem they needed. I don't know why they picked Thursday versus well, they Wednesday. Picked th- they picked Thursday because of the success of the Thanksgiving games. That's a Thursday. Yeah. It wasn't but it's uncommon. not very comparable. Go on the Thursday games on Thanksgiving, everybody's off work. Right. right. And a lot of people are off Friday. Right. And a lot of people are off Friday. So it's not it's not that big a deal. So you've already got people off. Right. It's a lot more difficult on a regular Thursday night when people have a job to go to on Thursday and yeah. And the other thing about it is, is that uh, it's it it's not. I don't think a Thursday game is comparable to Monday Night Football. Still, they no. haven't got that point yet where it has that kind of prestige. Well, there's too many of them. Monday Night right. Football, there's one. Right. Wasn't there two? Well, there's two now. There's yeah. a West Coast and right. an East Coast. Right. But you know, f- for the most part, there's one. Yeah, for the most part. You know, no one cares. Well, there's about one the West Coast. for it's, there's one depending on for wherever you are from. Right. Right. Now the the Thursday night game, there's like 82 of them. There's yeah, you know, yeah. I I just I feel like you're gonna burn you're gonna burn out a lot of sports. You know, 
you just have too much going on. I don't know. I, I don't know that, you know, if there was football every night of the week, I there don't know. Is. I mean, you're well, also, they're also screwing college. Okay. But I'm still, that is true. That is definitely true. They're definitely taking people away from college. But I think people that are big college football fans, you're not going to be able to affect them too much. Okay. They're pretty loyal to that. Yeah. More loyal than they are to sometimes their local teams. But I, I think if there was football seven days a week, and it yeah, was there on are TV people day, that watch it. There are people that will watch it. People pay for the, and those packages, right? I, you know, I had that package, and I will never pay for it again. Don't get the package. Right, right. It just, it's just. Well, I don't care to. I don't care to be able to watch all these different games that I'm not interested in. No, I bought the package uh, to watch the team I like remotely. Re- remotely, right? And the problem was, I'm a Giants fan. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that. Uh, the problem was is that when all of a sudden they switched the Giants to the national game. If I was gone for the day and didn't have my VCR set up to record, uh, my DVR set up to record both, I, I lost my game. Yeah. Or I lost the last half of my game. Mm. Uh, and no no money back on that. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just worry that the NFL, uh, I think that they're, some of the stuff they're doing is kind of a mistake right now. It it might that it, it might be. I haven't seen anything that I think that can hurt it. The problem is, where else do you go in the winter time? Yeah, the NBA is not competing with the, that. No, and then the Ho- NHL hockey is- starts so damn late that the, yeah, but you know, they they don't compete. Nobody competes with it. Right. So what's their what's the <laughs> downside? Uh, the point is, there's nothing nothing else for people to go the, to. The downside is is that the downside is is that they're all right. I I don't remember if it was on this show I said it, but I I thought you could win the president by saying screw it, you're gonna have to work Christmas and all this other stuff. But I'll give you the Monday after the Super Bowl off as a national holiday. Okay, right? I mean, because I I think you could I think you could win the presidency with that as your campaign slogan. Perhaps nothing else. Right. You know, I I'm gonna push to make post Super Bowl Monday a national holiday. Bam, you're president. <laughs> Um, Martin O'Malley picked that up. <laughs> uh, Jeb Bush, that might actually work for you. Uh, but I, I just feel like I feel like that people are going to be like, oh, it's just another game. It's another game. It's it's late. It's Thursday night. It's well, now the, midnight. What are, the one for, what are the ratings for Thursday night football? I don't think like? they're that. They're not that strong because they're also on the NFL Network. They're on. You know. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of people that don't get all the packages and the sports stuff. Mm-hmm. And they go cheap on their cable. Well, I I don't get that either, but I can watch <laughs> the Thursday night games that I can watch those. So I I, I don't I don't know. Um, I haven't seen any any evidence that anything the NFL does really hurts them anymore. That, so that's kind they're of just strange. so dominant. Sometimes you can get away with that. It might become rather fan abusive, but that's that's kind of what I feel like it is. But the, I think there's fans out there who can never get enough football. I I agree. with you know, if you're not dedicated to one team and you're just sort of a general football fan, I don't think you can get enough. See, that pisses me off. I, well, I, I'm well, dedicated to a, to a team. Yeah, but that's not uncommon. That's yeah. not that uncommon. People but there's a lot of people that don't even have a team. Look, the Raiders are getting ready to go to Las Vegas. So. Good for that. Yeah. Las Vegas needs a team. Las Vegas needs a team, and that'd be a fun place to be a football player. That, Think it, all the trouble you can get into. Oh, man. <laughs> Legalized prostitution. Oh, there's just so much going on there. Uh, Ken, when we get back, what do you want to talk about? Uh, We get back. I'm actually going to do my. I'll do my Florida story. You do your Florida story, uh, and I want to talk a a little bit about drones. Okay, if we have time. You heard it here on ntnradio.com. Uh, I love Florida. I love that state. Uh, someday I will live in Florida. There's no question about that. Because <laughs> you have that's, to. I have to because it's like the elephant burial ground for my people. So yes, yes it we is. have to migrate there. There's no question. We're not, I'm sure you're allowed still to, here. We're only allowed to die in certain places, and I know Florida's <laughs> at the top of the list. So anyway, um, I, I think it's a great thing when uh, Mothers Against Drunk Drivers rep, uh, you know, recognizes uh, law enforcement officers for doing their part to help against, you know, um, you know, people, uh, 
uh, you know, well, what they do, people, people driving under the influence and everything. It's, it's actually even more impressive when a Florida, Florida deputy who's being represented, uh, being recognized by the Mothers Against Drunk Drivers, uh, actually shows up too drunk to receive his award. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I had a, I have a Florida Miami police story. Okay thing too but uh they're special people there's no question wow about Are you getting my mother's drunk driver thing hammered um yeah so pinellas county deputy michael uh zelga skipped out on a dui law enforcement training session early in october to drink by the pool this was according to witness statements and a 274 page 274 page internal affairs investigation and then showed up to the mad banquet Totally inebriated and belligerent. <laughs> I, 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 he he probably walked in there and said, "I'm a I'm a member of damn drunks against mad mothers." <laughs> That's right. Uh, he was actually due to accept an award from them for making more than 100 DUI arrests. <laughs> was his, yeah, but it does does it count if you arrest yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but his superiors actually <laughs> sent him away. He was not able to to get the award. Um, He then told investigators that he only had a few drinks and denied being as drunk as multiple witnesses said that he was. Uh, He was, but here's the thing. Another one of the things you guys account in Florida is the way they're going to react to a situation when it happens. And what did they do when this guy did this, representing law enforcement to Mothers Against Drunk Drivers? They gave him an award. No, they suspended him for one day with pay. So they gave him a day of vacation. That poor bastard. That poor bastard. What, what, uh, and that what would, kind of penalty is that? Hi, <laughs> right, take, take the day, day off, off and I'll pay you. Right. That's a reward. Exactly. Like, if he did something good, give him the day off and pay him. Yeah. And that that was the that's the punishment for violating the uh, county's sheriff office standard of conduct. So there you go. Uh, that's kind of a message to all the other guys out there. Um, you know, if you need a day for something, uh, show break, up drunk. <laughs> yeah, show up drunk. Break some of the rules in the standard of conduct. God, I love Florida. Wow. I mean, that beats I, – I had I came across a story about a Miami woman, Claudia Costello, who videotaped – who captured a video of a chase that she she tried to catch, and she pulled over a cop for doing more than 90 miles an hour. She, like, flagged them over. Yeah, she was a citizen. She was a citizen. Yeah, I read this story. Yeah, I was like, yeah, she was we all ci- want to talk about doing that. Yeah, so she actually pulled a cop over, and the, the cop thought she was flagging her because something was wrong. Yeah, and then she gave him what for. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and, and he released a statement saying, well, I guess we should all be more accountable. Uh, and he said, I don't believe I was speeding, but you're entitled to your opinion. I can't wait to try that in court. Yeah, right. I yeah. don't believe I was speeding, but you're entitled to your opinion. Right. Yeah. He, uh, he knows she doesn't have any records to prove it, that he was speeding. Uh, you know what? She could just say, hey, I was doing 80 in my car and he passed me. Yeah. You know, the old, hey, yeah, you must be going fast because yeah, I was hauling ass when I passed yeah, you. Yeah, but that, that's, 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 he said, she said that would be admissible in court. So that's hearsay. Well, then how do you, it has to be admissible no, because in court the car, or else I'd never get speeding tickets. Sure, no, because that they can actually record their speedometer settings at the time. So they can claim. Yeah. That's and plus what they, they have claim. The, well, plus they have the radar too. Don't forget. So. Yeah, that's, eh, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't trust that. And, and, and in any case, so she, I, I thought it was funny because she actually was giving the cop a bunch of crap and. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. No, I mean, that took balls. It, it, that it, took balls. It, it did. You know, and at that point, he then went and bashed in a real taillights and wrote her up <laughs> wrote for her having defective equipment. Hey, poured, a, poured a fifth of scotch he borrowed off his buddy there <laughs> yeah. down her throat and arrested her for Dewey, and that's <laughs> the end of that. Uh, that's just how it works. So I found a really cool tech article that I was reading and that I want to talk about having to do with drones. So apparently, and I heard nothing about this, and maybe you're a little more techie than I am. We'll see. So we'll see. In 2015, Google announced a a thing called Project Titan, Mm -hmm. and it's a new initiative to deliver internet by solar-powered drones. I am familiar with this. Yeah, I had no idea this was Mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're talking about broadcasting the 5G network. Well, that's the number one big piece of news in the story is that they've actually perfected 5G. (laughs) 
I mean, seriously, it is. Yeah, right? no, I, I guess no, I no, overlooked that. Yeah, nobody's <laughs> offering 5G yet, and they've got 5G, and it's like 40 times faster than 4G. Yeah, they got 5G, and they got these drones that just go up and fly. Right. And, and, they, and they have solar pa- and they have solar panels on them, and they they can fly forever. I, I think some of the some of some of the ones they're looking at also are like possibly going to be like balloons that they'll put up and uh, use this solar power to keep them stationary. About that, yeah. About so I, I I did read something about balloons, and what they'll do is the solar power will only drive propellers that'll keep it stationary, so it can fight the winds. You know, if they put a balloon up, um, and be able to provide uh it to a lot of people. Here's the other thing, though. I will tell you about 5G. And the 5G, the range is really short. You get, as you get tighter and tighter bandwidth, you get less and less distance that you can actually transmit. So you have to, the towers have to be closer together. So that might be why they're looking at something like this, even though they're saying they're targeting it. Remote areas. Do we really need somebody in Wichita, Kansas, or, or someplace in Montana getting 5G when we don't have it? Wait, wait. I kind of live in an area resembling those places, so well, yeah. But you got decent, you got halfway decent cell phone service out your way. Yeah, I, except for actually at my house. Yeah, well, uh, but they're talking about putting up a new tower in my area, right? Right. Which I wish they'd put on my land so I could get the money, the loot cakes. There you go. Um, but I just thought this was cool that they're talking about putting up uh, a bunch of these drones to broadcast well here's the thing I, here here's the the flaw, the flaw more porn accidents in Michigan. here's a here's a flaw in that they, they have to be relatively low in altitude yeah so anybody else that's got a drone can go up there and knock them out of the sky without any problem <laughs> oh how much right? fun can we have yeah right <laughs> i i'd put a little i don't BB need gun. no stinking 5g i've put a little bb gun and maybe some spears on my drone yeah <laughs> no well, the other thing is with all these drones having to be registered and stuff now, that's going to be... Yeah. that's. And that, do you have to have that's, pilots? Can that's, you program a drone to just that, stay in one area? That's yet to be tested in court, so I wouldn't yeah. count on that, actually. Can you program a drone to just stay in one area? Well, you could. You could certainly program a, a drone to do that, yeah. I mean, if, if so it's got GPS on it. sitting there to Oh, no, 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 no. It. You could tell it to go to a particular altitude and they maintain its position. Yeah, you could certainly do that. That's not less, difficult to less program. Unless a flock of seagulls come by. Or... Well, I, I was going to say, there's a lot of things that can bring a drone <laughs> down. Yeah. Neighbor's shotgun. Oh, look, a swarm <laughs> of insects could do it, you know? I mean, seriously. Yeah, I guess so. I don't think and, then, so. and then once a drone comes down and kills somebody, uh, then we'll see how well that's looked at. But I did read they were also looking at, at balloons. I, I just thought this was really yeah. cool. It takes, I, I, it takes much less power to keep a uh, balloon supposedly stationary than it does to keep a drone stationary. I could see that. Yeah, because the, the motors don't have to keep it aloft. They just have to keep it in place. So they're talking about in this article saying that the 5G network is only expected to come into use in 2020 and beyond or beyond. Well, you know, we talk about that. 2020 is not that far off. We were supposed to have people on Mars in 2020. That ain't happening. <laughs> Right. So I had heard maybe about three or four years ago, I had heard that they were good at that. There was a company experimenting with pushing out the possibility of like an 8G network over AM radio waves. I mean, this this one of the reasons that AM sucks is because it's in the band. The AM band is is very very uh, affected by any kind of interference. I understand that, but they, they, there was a company about four or five years ago that was buying a ton of old, defunct AM radio towers mm-hmm. around the country, right. saying that that was their plan. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how would you know if that worked if they don't even have the 5G network going or that they just finally got that going? Yeah, I'd, and again, I don't think there's any devices that can work 5G yet. So, Yeah, definitely not Whether, my phone. <laughs> right, right. My phone struggles with four or right. three or whatever. Yeah, so I don't know. I I that that, that I don't buy the AM thing, Phil, because AM is just fraught with. Uh, it's very susceptible to interference where it is in the frequency range. Okay, everything's there. You know, static electricity. You know what thunderstorms? Right. What do thunderstorms sound like on an AM radio? Look pretty cool. Yeah, and and, yeah. and also like pretty the cool. bad ground in your car. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, I I kind of like AM radio. Don't don't <laughs> don't poo poo it for me. You're a mean person. Well, yeah, but most people, especially younger people, don't know. Yeah, um, actually, I want to talk to you, Phil. I got a story about New York. I want to ask you, as a native New Yorker, I want to know what the hell is going on in New York. Uh, you know, most on any given day, I probably can't tell you. <laughs> but go ahead. It wasn't a general thing, but it's about <laughs> this particular story. So a man uh, was slashed Sunday 
And it was the sixth such attack in New York subways and on the streets this year. Okay. Uh, following a spate of blade-wielding assaults in public places that started in the fall, according to New York police. The 27-year-old victim was rushed to a hospital to stitch the gash on his face uh, just after 3 a.m. Uh, incident uh, on a Harlem station platform. Someone just came up to him, not somebody he knew, and just slashed him. Uh, he'd been waiting for a number two train, and he was actually having an argument with a woman, and she asked another man for help. And he decided to pull out a knife, apparently a machete, and a machete. Yeah, and slice I mean, the guy. You, know, you do have to cut your way through the brush in New York City. <laughs> exactly. Where uh, where in New York was this? This was uh, at the Harlem station. So that should tell oh, you. All right. right. Well, uh, it's Harlem. <laughs> uh, last last Monday, a seventy year one seventy one year old woman was slashed by a man on a train pulling into the Manhattan's Broadway Lafayette station. And the next day, a 29-year-old woman was cut on her hand when she bumped into a man who also had a, a machete on a train in Brooklyn. And well, that's uh, all the foreigners. Well, you know, Brooklyn too, but man, the Manhattan one—you never know, right? You could be, well, you, could be a foreigner. Well, you don't get. Out. You don't get. Uh... It, it could be. It could. Be, you're right. It could. It could be. You don't. You don't really know. Um, in both cases, uh, they have uh, suspects were arrested. Uh, early in January, because, because which, early in January, which was last month, a man was left partially paralyzed in the face when a stranger attacked him on an East Village street. Well, I was just going to say it has to be like illegal aliens because who carries a machete? I don't know. Uh, also in January, they're not even easy to wield to stab somebody with. Yeah, and also in January, police caught up with a man they say slashed a woman in the face while she was walking to work in the Chelsea neighborhood. And another woman was robbed and slashed by three men at a Brooklyn subway station. Authorities are looking for connections or possible copycats among the series of slashings that started. This all started in October. This is why you need to be pro-gun. Because the yeah. first guy who pulls yeah, right. out a machete, you shoot him. Right, yeah. And then, you know what? Everybody else goes, oh, hey, bad idea. Um, <laughs> and they started, apparently, in October with a, a, a random attack on a guest in a Chelsea hotel in November... Playwright David Henry Wang was suddenly stabbed on a street in his own neighborhood, uh, Brooklyn's Fort Greene, and police reported four slashings in December, one in the subway, and the rest were on the streets. Now, here's my thought. Could this be terrorism or a form of it? There's been, you know what's been going on in Israel, right, since last fall? Yeah. There's been all these slashings taking place in Israel that yeah, started you know, by they, Palestinians. They had something going on in France. I missed what it was, but they were having something in France. I don't know, but th this has been a story since the fall in Israel about uh, Palestinians slashing Israeli citizens. and Most of them get killed by the cops because the cops are everywhere in Israel, obviously. But I'm just wondering, is that what this is? Uh, you know, I never thought of that. I yeah. didn't put that together. You, yeah. you did hear that here. You heard it here. You heard it here first. So that's what I'm thinking. That's what this is. If it's terrorism, there's going to be a lot of there's dead just people with knives. too many, just too many cases since October to be that's just coincidental. Crazy. Yeah. Right. I thought maybe it was like the influx of foreigners because, you know, I mean, who who buys a machete? You know, down down in South America, people have right, those, and right. that's a way to protect themselves. But I don't even know where you buy a machete in Manhattan. Yeah, I'm sure there's place uh, Home Depot. I guess yeah, we well, need to yeah, ban yeah. Home Depot. Well, there you go. I mean, that's that's the right approach. That's to true. That. But Let's ban Home Depot. Uh, real quick before we go out, I don't know if you had heard this, Phil, I'm but that the uh, EU is reporting that Germany has lost ten thousand Syrian immigrants. Lost, misplaced, or go Lo off? Lost like, lost like Hitler would lose them? Yeah. <laughs> lost like they can't find them. Does not shock me. 10,000. Well, and, and you know what? In Paris, and, and they had protests over the week, over last week, about France declaring like martial law and, and mm -hmm. not, and not, and wanting to keep that going and stuff. So mm -hmm. the world's a bit of a mess. It, it, it's, uh, That's I'll, why we need a president more, like more, Martin O'Malley. More, <laughs> more than a bit. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, we know we need Hillary Clinton so that we can or Bernie have, Sanders so we so can that we basically can share make the, the entire world like Benghazi. Yes, or right. Bernie Sanders so we can share. The there stabbings. you go. There you, exactly. Share the slashes. All right, that's all the time we have for this week's. Uh, so Thank make God. sure you check back, folks. We got <laughs> lots going to be coming, of course, with uh, politics and everything coming uh, next week and 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 more. All kinds of crazy stuff going on in the world. 
and we're going to talk about it right here.